Hey guys, Chris from Bag and Board, back with my next pick for the Bag and Board holiday watch list. And this one's probably on a lot of people's seasonal watching lists, and this is 1990's Home Alone. Uh, this John Hughes and Christopher Columbus film not only put Macaulay Culkin on the map, but also left America with many lingering questions, like what did Kevin's parents do to afford that house? Who are all these people? Is it better to be wet or sticky? And we do get answers to all of these questions eventually. Uh, but I was lucky enough to actually go see this movie and its sequel, the aptly named Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, in theaters when they were originally released. And they've actually both been a big part of my holiday traditions ever since. And if I ever felt the need to flex my Home Alone clout, it would probably be the best time to do so right now where I can actually admit to other people that I did purchase the junior novelization of Home Alone 2 at the Scholastic Book Fair back at my good old alma, uh, alma mater, Armour Elementary in Hamburg, New York. And for those of you curious, the only thing I remember about it is just like 80 pages long. And in the middle of it, they had some color screenshots from the movie actually bound into it. Uh, only ones that stick into my mind were a shot of Harry and Marv, a.k.a. the Wet Bandits, later on known as the Sticky Bandits, hiding out inside the toy store. And then one of the homeless bird lady, whose name I don't think they ever say. I don't recall. But it's okay. Because uh, watching this movie and reading those books as an eight-year-old, it's really not hard to cheer on Kevin and his fights against overbearing parents, uh, John Hurd and Catherine O'Hara, who are by trade a financier and fashion designer, uh, which is why... Kevin has all those mannequins that he's able to set up when he's portraying the party at the house to keep the wet bandits away. Um, his aunts, his uncles, and cousins, who are all actually being flown out to Paris by Kevin's other uncle, Rob, who's not present at the party. So fun fact, yeah, seems like the family's really well-to-do, but it's actually Kevin's uncle that's paying for the trip to France, not Kevin's family. Um, but everyone's making hell for Kevin in the lead-up to their departure, being an only child and not actually having a large family myself, I can't imagine all of Kevin's struggles with this, but anyone who's grown up not being able to watch that violent movie with the rest of the family or get the pizza with the toppings that you want, you know, there's some feelings in this movie that do ring true, especially in those moments later on when Kevin does get to kind of have those moments to himself where he can enjoy being a kid without anybody else there ruining for him. It's also not hard to cheer on Kevin while he attempts to thwart the wet bandits, Harry and Marv, uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, whose plan is actually surprisingly solid for how inept they seem when they're actually enacting it, just pose as local police, get the details of who's going to be home for the holiday, who's not, and then just figure out what the security features are for those houses of the people that aren't going to be home. Pretty brilliant. But watching this movie as an adult, it's a completely different experience. There's so many more questions that you have. Like, why didn't Harry and Marv just give up on that house when all their plans were being thwarted? Why do they keep trying? Why didn't they just move on to the next house? They know those ones are open. Why? They shouldn't be that prideful when 50% of the team refers to themselves as the wet bandits. Um, it's slapsticky, but how did they survive any of that? Uh, 
it's easy to look past that kind of stuff, though, just because there is so much heart to this film and just the theme of family and its importance during this season. And it's kind of cute and sad that Kevin has to learn that uh, lesson from Old Man Marley and his garbage can full of mummies, where Kevin's actual family doesn't do that. And actually, how did the Wet Bands get knocked out by Old Man's Marley's shovel when they really got hit a lot harder by paint cans and pipes and wrenches and almost burned to death during the the siege on McAllister McMansion. Doesn't matter. We're still left with some questions, but we did get an enduring classic out of this film. We also got a fantastic John Candy appearance as Gus Polinski, the polka king of the Midwest. You know, polka, polka, polka. Uh, one of the most recognizable Christmas songs that you actually don't know the name of, which is the John Williams Grammy Award winning Somewhere in My Memory. So yeah, that's the name of the Home Alone song. That's the thing you know now. You're probably going to want to listen to it. You're probably going to want to watch it. And I don't blame you. I've already watched Home Alone and Home Alone 2 Lost in New York already this season. I plan on going back to them again because they're just fun. And that's part of what this season's all about. So go check them out if you haven't already. I don't know what's wrong with you. But before you do that, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Let us know what's on your holiday watch list. Email us over at beggingboardcast at gmail.com or just comment on any of the posts that you actually see for these watch lists that we're sharing. And we'll be back soon with another.